What we're not talking about with host Amy D. This is a friendly reminder that this show features heavy, hard, and sometimes bone-chilling conversations that are not meant for younger ears. In addition, swearing is present, and although attempted to be reduced to a minimum, it won't be edited in order to keep the integrity of the conversation. Thank you for listening. Do you ever feel like there are a slew of voices trying to run the show inside your head? Because I do. And I'm constantly wondering to myself, is it OCD, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar, or is it just a really bad habit that so many of us struggle with? Now, I've decided to do some research, and basically what science tells me is that common symptoms of schizophrenia and bipolar and other mental illnesses can cause hearing voices inside your head. But they also acknowledge that you can still hear voices without having a mental illness. Now, that's a little alarming to me only because you would think that that might be a negative thing and that people should not be experiencing these voices. However, science basically says, nope, that's not true. And you might just have to deal with it and not have any framework to help you move through that. Now, that's okay, because when you think about most diagnosis, it may be something that is exactly what is going on in your life. It may just be the best guess. So arguably, we're always kind of going into these situations where we don't really know if it's going to work for us. But at least science tells us this time. So from a psychological perspective, the voices inside my head, the way that I think about it is like this. We all have this image of us or persona or identity or whatever you want to call it that we've created that basically is a combination of all the traumas and hurts and bad experiences we had as a child and a young adult and really any time that was very impactful to our life. Now, I call this the inner child. Psychologists call this a variety of different names, but I'm just trying to explain to you the concept. I'm not trying to tell you whose is right or whose is wrong, but I am taking um, information from a variety of different psychological perspectives to explain to you, you know, what this could be. So we all have an inner child, and that inner child, when it gets hurt or triggered, it reacts, and most of the time it overreacts. And the way that it overreacts is through coping mechanisms. And most of the time, they are toxic coping mechanisms. So, for instance, drinking too much, eating too much, exercising too much, having too much sex. Basically, anything can become toxic if it's being used to avoid your emotions. So the inner child doesn't want to get hurt. It does not want to relive the pain that this trigger has start it to remind itself of. So it acts out. Now, a lot of people can also view that as the ego. So I view the ego as in this like really bratty 18 year old high school popular jock. Granted, I grew up in like the 90s. So that was still like who was popular. Not really sure how it works now. Um, But that just like has gotten everything that he has ever wanted. And when things go even slightly bad, he overreacts. He throws hissy fits. He like refuses to play like 
the homecoming game, you know, just like the most ridiculous thing in the world. But that's how I picture what's going on inside me because I throw a tantrum when I get triggered, when I feel like I'm about to relive an old trauma, it scares me. And the best thing that I subconsciously have done in the past is to overreact and do really toxic behaviors that I really wouldn't recommend to anyone. So the thing is, is that I gave up trying to know exactly what was going on inside my head a long time ago, because it's just too hard. There's biological factors, there's genetic factors, the social factors, the environmental factors, the psychological factors. Like there's actually so many different things that affect what is going on inside that it's just too hard to know for sure. That being said, it's nice to have some framework for understanding. And that's why I like to give a little bit of information. Now, according to the psychologist Maslow, he talks a lot about self-actualization and how important that is in all people. So what that means is the want or the need to become the best version of yourself as possible. Now, I don't know if this is the case, but for me, I know it is. And I know for a lot of people, they are guided by achieving a better version of themselves or a better experience for themselves. And that can be portrayed and perceived as self-actualization. So the thing is, is self-actualization does not look the same for every single person. For some people, that might just mean, you know, starting a business that allows them to stay home with their family and not spend three hours a day commuting in traffic. For another, it might mean that they are a doctor that cures a disease that we've been struggling with for a very long time. For someone else, it might just look like showing up every single day. And that self-actualization process That is something that will grow and evolve as each individual overcomes certain struggles and challenges that they are ultimately going to experience in their life because of the biological, social, environmental, and psychological factors that contribute to what's going on in that beautiful head of yours. So in other words, and in short, we are all, you know, the F word. (laughs) And I say that with happiness and jest. Because I think we really think that there's a way out of this that is very clean cut and exact. And that in turn makes us feel bad that we haven't achieved something yet. That's not the case. It's actually not the case at all. And what the biggest practice is for so many of us, especially for so many of us that have had to deal with mental health struggles for quite some time, is to sit and be with who we are right now. And to really be okay with who we are and to acknowledge that, yeah, this is not necessarily who we want to be forever, but this person has got us to where we are. It is the person that has allowed us to explore and become and know what we don't want to be in order to be on that path to self-actualization. In other words, those voices inside my head, those voices inside your head, they actually might try to be there to make us feel better. And those voices really convey the message or many messages that we were taught. Now that's if we're on default mode. If we're not aware of what our beliefs are, 
Maybe we're not aware of how certain things impact our actions and our experiences. So yeah, it's probably going to be planted there by a caregiver or a parent. So a lot of what this is, is just being able to be with ourselves and be content in the moment. And that's a struggle for a lot of us. It's like really hard for me sometimes. Actually, in fact, this week, I have had a lot of struggles with my personal and professional life. And it sucks. There's times where I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I'm still here after all these years. But then I just remember that this still here or this emotion that I'm experiencing, it comes up for a much shorter period of time. I'm not stuck here for 15 days. I'm here for three days. And that small amount of progress is so integral to remind yourself about because we, we just want this thing that happens so fast and it's just not possible sometimes. So if you are someone that just is feeling like all the voices inside your head are just uh, like overwhelming you and you don't know what to do, please reach out to someone. There are different elements and different levels of how loud these voices can be talking. And these voices can have severe impact on your day-to-day life. So if you feel like you are like, this isn't right, this isn't something that I feel I should be experiencing, reach out to your doctor, mental health specialist, friend, family member, someone that you trust. And if you are someone that doesn't have that someone to trust in your life, please reach out to a crisis line. There are people that are there to support you. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know what COVID mechanisms that you use that you find are effective and healthy when it comes to dealing with the voices going on inside that head of yours. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of What We're Not Talking About. It would mean the world to me if you subscribed and shared this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. As valued listeners, I also wanted to remind you that if you're ever looking for a specific topic to be covered, please get in touch with me on Instagram. My username is amy.damone, or you can simply click the link in this podcast description. I can't wait to hear from you.